Welcome to the Positively Fit Podcast. This is the podcast for you to ditch the diets and become the strongest version of yourself through proper nutrition, mindset, and movement. Every single Sunday, we will be bringing you a new episode by one of us coaches that will empower you to unapologetically show up for yourself. We are here to give you the fitness and mindset hacks to bring out the strongest and most confident version of you. Welcome to the Posley Fit Podcast. I'm your host today, Megan, or some of you guys might know me as Fit Little Meg. Today's episode is actually for all of our couples. This episode is for you and how to improve your relationship. And for today's episode, I actually brought my friend Rachel on because she is a couples therapist in the state of Arizona as well as a relationship coach. So welcome, Rachel. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I'm a couples and relationship coach, and I'm the owner of Always Growing Couples Coaching, and I love to help couples grow and strengthen their relationships for long-term success. I love that. I know she's going to be able to provide a lot of value for you couples wanting to improve your relationship, but I'm curious, Rachel, what made you decide to name it that? I named it Always Growing because I believe that every relationship has the ability to grow and change, and I've personally experienced so much growth and change in my relationship and I wanted to be able to share that growth with others and teach couples how to successfully have relationships. Yeah, I love that. And Rachel, you are in a long-term relationship, correct? Yeah, we met in our undergrad in college and we've been together almost six and a half years now, me and my boyfriend. That's awesome. I love that because very similar to Ben and I, my partner, we have been together this time around. It'll be six years in September, but we met in college as well and dated and we've known each other for about 11, 12 years now. So it's been Mm -hmm. a long time and absolutely we have grown so much over the years. I love that you are able to say like the second time around and say like, no, it hasn't been perfect because that is not reality in relationships. It's not always going to be rainbows and butterflies 24-7. You're going to hit bumps in the road and that's why I think it's so important to learn how to grow and change and manage conflict and communication together. Yes, absolutely. You have to put work into it. It's just like anything. You cannot expect it to be easy. You can't expect it to be perfect. You're going to have to constantly put work into it and, and strive to grow and continue to connect with each other, especially as you've been dating for a while. Like I'm sure Rachel can talk on this, just the fact that Ben and I have been together for so long. We know each other so well. Like we have to continue to still prioritize spending that quality time with each other and just connecting on that deeper level it's so true you always want to keep dating each other and I think once you're so comfortable with each other for so long you do you forget sometimes mm-hmm. you know you just start to get comfortable and you're like oh we can go on a date in in a few weeks it's like no you have to remember prioritize that time if, yeah if you're prioritizing other things in your life right like you you probably prioritize your job it's like You need to prioritize your relationship just like you would prioritize anything else in your life, whether it's like your dog or your job or eating, right? Like we prioritize those things. So I think it's important to do that. Definitely. Well, we are going to go through five of the biggest tips that Rachel has shared that she feels really will help all of you couples improve your relationship. So number one, definitely my favorite, and I can relate so much to this, and that is prioritizing your health 
You know, when you feel good in your body, when you feel good in your skin, it is going to reflect so much on your relationship. You are going to be happier. You're going to be more open with your partner. It's definitely going to allow you on a more intimate level, connect deeper with one another and just be confident in what you guys are doing. So our health is truly so important when it comes to our relationships. Yeah, that's so true. Um, there's actually research to back this up. Like research shows that when you are happy and in a happy relationship and feeling good and not having a lot of issues that it actually like shows in your immune system, like couples who are Mm -hmm. happy in their relationships have a stronger immune system. Definitely. And I think a lot of that has to do with stress. Like when we are stressed, you guys, it is going to weaken your immune system. You are going to be more prone at getting sick. You're going to be more prone having injury. Like Stress is one of the absolute worst things on our bodies, but it's also one of the most known things in our bodies that many people deal with. So definitely anything you can do to keep that cortisol level down, keep those stress levels down, just stay on top of your mental and physical health. It's going to help you have a happier relationship overall. And this kind of leads right into the second thing that we were talking about. And that's also having to have a deep connection and relationship with yourself. Like you have to love yourself as an individual person before you can expect anyone else to love you. And that's going to reflect in your relationship. And I know I can speak personally on this because this is one of the biggest reasons that Ben and I broke up the first time around. I did not have a solid relationship with myself. I really hated myself. I was very negative to myself. I didn't feel confident in my skin and that affected our relationship so much. And I know that the second time around, our relationship has been so strong. One of the biggest things is that I have a very strong relationship with myself and I still prioritize my personal self and my relationship with myself. And that's allowed me and Ben to continue to have just a healthier relationship. I love that. It's so true because I think so often, like we get, like I said, we get comfortable in our relationship and we just lean into that so much that we forget that we need to still prioritize the relationship that we have Mm -hmm. with ourselves. And something you can do is you can set aside one thing that's for you. Find something that you love that is your own, whether it's a hobby, whether it's a weekly thing you do for yourself, like a bath or something, but you have to find something for yourself because you can't be happy with anyone else until you have a solid relationship with yourself. Yeah, such a good reminder. I love that. And the third tip, we actually touched on this a little bit earlier, but it's so important. I want us to talk about it even more. And that is scheduling quality one-on-one time together. And I know that this is something that I struggle with for sure. Ben and I could improve on this. So I'm curious to hear what Rachel has to say. Yeah. One thing I'll say is weekly date, weekly date, weekly date. Yeah. But is that enough in and of itself? No, it's not. Like you have to make time to prioritize your relationship every day in a certain way. And so what does that entail? There's a couple things you can do. One is you can set aside a daily 30 minute conversation because you gain a lot of connection through communication with your significant other. And that's something that we really touch on in my coaching is like how to have effective communication, how to prioritize that with each other, how to effectively communicate your feelings. And so even just setting aside 30 minutes a day to say, to say, Hey, let's put our phones away. Let's go sit down. Let's connect. Let's talk about what's going on in our lives because you should feel like they are your best friend. And it's like, if you Say you haven't seen your best friend in a a few weeks, right? You're going to tell them everything. That's something that we need to be doing with our spouse every single day. 
I love that. And I know that you just started a Facebook group and weren't you planning on posting a lot of date ideas in there? Yeah, I have a lot of cool weekly date ideas in my Facebook group and other relationship tips and it's interactive. It's a lot of fun. So I love that. We will definitely share that in the show notes for anyone that's interested to get some more of those ideas. I know this is something that Ben and I have done in the past and this podcast episode right now is reminding me that we need to get back on it because it is so important and it allows us to just connect more on that deeper level and keep that healthy and happy relationship. So with that, our next tip is going to be having that open and honest communication. And I'm sure Rachel has a lot to share with that. Yeah, I could go on all day about the communication one, but I think that the most important thing is that you have to communicate your feelings and expectations in your relationship because every time you set an expectation and you don't communicate that to your partner, you're setting yourself up to get let down. And it's really important. Like no one wants to get let down in their relationship. So it's really important to have that open communication, even if it's something you think is small, like something you're like, you know what, I I won't mention it. It, it doesn't matter. It's like, but it does matter. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so important to always talk about those things. And be honest. And this is yeah. definitely, to be transparent, this is something that Ben and I struggled a lot with in the first time around when we had that relationship that didn't didn't last. <laughs> and it was that we weren't honest with one, one another. We didn't have that open communication. So I really think that is so, so, so important with any relationship. And I think one thing you can do to improve just like the open communication is also learn each other's love language and how each other really shows that appreciation recently I've really recognized that Ben's love language is physical touch like that means so much to him and that's like one way that I can showcase that love to him because that's how he um, responds with that whereas I'm definitely totally different that is not my love language so he's learning that too so that's really helped us mm-hmm. just better like understand each other and how we can show that grat- gratification to showcase that love yeah for those of you that don't know all the love languages are quality time gifts acts of service words and physical touch and so a love language like you were saying it's the way that you feel most loved so like if his you said is words but yours isn't if he is like trying to show love through words you're not going to best receive Mm -hmm. it that way and so we have to learn to speak each other's love language I think that um Andrew's is quality time and um I think mine is like acts of service and quality time. So we share one, which is nice, but that's not common. A lot of couples don't share one. And so you have to really learn to speak their love language. Yeah, definitely. Ben and I, he is quality touch and I, I would be more quality of time. So we yeah. don't share. And it is a little bit challenging because I sometimes like the quality of touch. It's just not how I'm just not a very like touchy person yeah. in that sense. But I'm also working at accepting it because I know that Ben really likes that, you know? So I'm having having to kind of compromise a little bit and know know each other more on that deeper level. Yeah, one of like one of my top ones too is touch, but it's not Andrew's either. So I think like same thing, he's learning. Mm -hmm. But it's hard because when it's not your own, you have to put yourself in the other person's shoes and say, okay, this is how they feel most loved. So let me show that to them. Yeah, I love that. 
Well, the last tip that we have for you guys is really recognizing the value investing in couples coaching and being proactive, you guys. I know that so many of us, we wait until the massive big problems occur. We wait until we're about to break up. We wait until we're about to get a divorce. Like we wait until those big moments and a lot of times it can be too late. It can be too late if we wait then, right? So highly encourage you guys to be proactive and see the value of having couples coaching and I'm sure Rachel can touch a lot more on that yeah that's something I preach heavily is that like we need to normalize seeking like relationship coaching or seeking help for a relationship before the big problems start because you don't want to wait till the last second or until you're on your last straw you want to be proactive and like there's actually research to back this up like research does that um, seeking like premarital, you know, help, relationship coaching, couples therapy can reduce the risk of divorce by over 24%. So that's huge. It's like you spend every day with this person, you invest so much into your relationship and into wedding day and all that stuff. So we should look at investing in our relationship in the same way. Yeah, I love that. I love that so much. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Rachel. Any last like positive tips or relationship tips you want to share with everyone before we wrap this episode up? Yeah, one more thing I wanted to touch on is that research shows that the way couples handle conflict is a huge indicator of how successful or not their relationship will be. And so like research shows that couples who knew how to effectively handle conflict together or had good conflict management were really happy and stayed together long term and the couples who were having a lot of trouble with conflict management are the ones that didn't always stay together or had a lot of the four biggest predictors of divorce present in their relationship which um, I talk a lot about in my coaching and one thing I want you to leave with here today is that Take time out of every single day to prioritize your relationship in some sort of way because you will notice a difference. And even adding in weekly date nights and 30-minute daily conversations, these are all things that don't sound huge, but they can actually make a huge impact on your relationship. I know that Andrew and I have been doing some of these things lately, and we've really noticed a difference. And so it's not always the big things that are going to make an impact. Like, you know, one huge vacation a year isn't going to, you know, make up for the fact that you aren't doing weekly date nights and you aren't connecting on a daily basis. So really want you to leave here today and remember that. I love that. It's all about consistency and the little things, just like your health, prioritizing your water, your sleep, making your mental health. Those little things add up so much. But definitely check out the show notes. I'm going to link all of Rachel's information down below so you can follow her. You can join her Facebook group. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, we'll see you next week, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Posley Fit Podcast. I am forever grateful for your constant support, love, and encouragement. You all mean more than you will ever know. Please let me know any topics you'd like to hear on the podcast. And if this episode resonated with you in any way, it would mean the world if you could share with your friends, family, and social media. If you haven't done so already, please take a second to rate review this podcast on iTunes where I can continue to bring you value. Thanks again, and I'll see you next week on the Posley Fit Podcast.